The United States of America is only one of a handful of places on Earth that puts the month before the day when listing a date numerically. There are likely arguments for why the other way around would be more appropriate, but the best argument in favor of the American way is that today is Pi Day, thus named for 314. That is likely the least significant fact contained within this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, but perhaps the most salient. Does it matter that I'm your host, Sean Tubbs? On today's program, Virginia is to receive $74.2 million in the latest auction carbon cap-and-trade program. Charlottesville will pay the Seville Plans Together initiative consultant additional funds for community engagement and a housing model. Albemarle County has a new portal to file for land use applications online. Charlottesville Area Transit gets state funding to study alternative fuel sources, and the General Assembly adjourns without passing a budget and several bills, but a special session will soon be called. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, are you ready for Mulch Madness? The Rivanna Solid Waste Authority has a free mulch giveaway through April 16th. In between all of the big games, the RSWA wants you to get your yard ready for spring. If you have a way to transport mulch, head on over to the Ivy Material Utilization Center between 7.30 a.m. and 4 p.m., Monday through Saturday, where you can pick up up to two tons for free. Rivanna staff are available to help you load, but ask that you bring a covering. Mulch is double ground and derived from vegetative materials brought to Ivy for disposal. That's Mulch Madness at the Ivy Material Utilization Center. Visit Rivanna.org to learn more. The Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative has held its latest auction of carbon allowances to organizations that generate electricity. Virginia will receive $74.2 million in proceeds from the latest sale last week. That's the fifth time that Virginia has participated since joining the Interstate Compact in 2020 for a total of over $301 million. This is a statement from the nonprofit's website. Reggie is a cooperative effort among 11 states, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Virginia to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. In all, those states have received nearly $5 billion in proceeds. By law, Virginia is required to direct 45% of its funding to the Community Flood Preparedness Fund and 50% to support energy efficiency programs for low-income households. Reggie has no enforcement authority and exists to facilitate each state's carbon dioxide trading program. Governor Glenn Youngkin wants Virginia to end its participation in the program, but legislation to allow that to happen failed in the General Assembly this year. To learn more about the uncertainty, there is a story from Sarah Vogelsong posted today on Virginia Mercury. It's been three years since Charlottesville City Council opted to hire a consultant to create an affordable housing strategy, update the comprehensive plan, and rewrite the zoning code. Roadside and Harwell has been working on the Seville Plans Together initiative for over two years and has accomplished the first two tasks. Work is now underway on the zoning code, and the Department of Neighborhood Development Services is seeking additional resources. 
Here is James Fries, the director of NDS. Uh, the first part is for $143,810 for community engagement and project management uh, as an ongoing activity. Um, and then the second part is for a housing market outcome uh, modeling for $45,000. Fries said the community engagement work is necessary because the original scope with Roadside and Harwell was for them to do that work for 25 months. And now we're in month, I believe, 28 uh, with another... 12 to 13 or so months left to go. Fries said the work to actually rewrite the zoning is funded, but the additional funding will go to create the model, which is intended to predict how the housing market might respond to the land use changes already embedded in the comprehensive plan, as well as the new zoning. Um, That would be essentially looking at what would be the scale or pace of new housing development that might happen, what types of housing, what level of affordability, et cetera. And this is, we really consider this essential work for both council and the planning commission and the public to, to get an understanding of, of what, these, what these changes in zoning would produce on the ground. Fries said subcontractor HRNA will look at housing trends and data to attempt to project what might happen when the zoning code is rewritten to enable more units on every residential lot across the city. To put it more clearly, how many housing units might we see on a year-by-year basis with the change in zoning? What types of housing units? You know, is it going to steer more towards two families or more towards ADUs? Um, is it you know, looking at different parts of the city, is it going to lead to teardowns or is it going to lead to reuse of existing buildings? This model will be developed as HRNA is also working on a build-out analysis of what can now be built under the comprehensive plan. This is the first phase of the zoning process, and that document should be available in mid-April. In August, council allocated another $165,000 to the firm HRNA to further work on ways to ensure the zoning right is inclusionary and to audit how Charlottesville affordable housing funds have been used since that fund was created in 2007. This funding will come from money in the city's capital improvement program budget for small area plans. Fries recommends the city produce a small area plan for the 10th and Page neighborhood, as well as the Preston Avenue corridor. However, none of that work would begin until after the new zoning code is adopted sometime next year. The second reading of this item will be on the consent agenda for the March 21st meeting. There's a link to a whole bunch of stories that I've written on this topic in the newsletter. Go take a look. There's also a link to the steering committee meeting for the Seville Plans Together initiative. They met on March 2nd. I listened to it, but I haven't had a chance to write about it yet. And it's there should you want to go. The Commonwealth Transportation Board is expecting additional funding due to more favorable revenue forecasts, and agencies such as Charlottesville Area Transit will receive additional money this fiscal year. CAT Director Garland Williams told City Council on March 7th that his agency will receive an additional $980,599. About a third of that will be used for a study that Williams told Council about at a work session on January 18th, Here he is asking for the appropriation at Council's meeting on March 7th. We talked about doing uh, alternative fuel vehicles as priority vision number two. Um, The $300,000 that will be earmarked will complete the feasibility study 
uh, and develop the uh, and help us to also develop the uh, integration plan. The remaining funds would be added to this year's operating budget. Today, the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation has launched a new campaign to try to encourage people to return to public transit. The Rediscover Your Ride program is part of the DRPT's Transit Recovery Initiative. Here's a section from a television spot that could be airing on a station near you. We know there's a lot to consider as you head back to work, school, and anywhere else. For over a year, public transportation providers have put your health first by working hard to make your ride as safe as possible. As you think about getting back on board, you can trust we're taking care of the big things. So you can just relax and enjoy the ride. Rediscover your ride at transitva.org. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 350 new cases, and the percent positivity is 4.2%. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, Livable Seaville wants you to know about an online presentation coming up this Wednesday, March 16th. Can zoning create a more affordable Charlottesville? That's the question to be explored by Dr. Jenny Schutz of the Brookings Institute. She's the author of Fixer Upper, How to Repair America's Broken Housing Systems. The event is free, but you'll have to register at Eventbrite. This morning, Albemarle County announced the public launch of software intended to make it easier for builders and developers to apply for land use permits and changes. Camino will allow for online submission of building permits, architectural review board applications, home occupations, subdivisions, and applications relating to our water protection ordinance. That's according to the news release. According to Jody Filardo, the Director of Community Development, the software will create a more streamlined and automated front-end interface. The new software is one of many projects under the county's Core Systems Modernization Initiative. The current way to track and monitor applications, CountyView, will continue to be available. Earlier this month, Charlottesville awarded a contract to the Timmins Group to develop similar software to accomplish the same goals, NDS Director James Fries told the City Planning Commission that information at their meeting on March 8th. That's going to probably be up to about a year of implementation time. Hopefully there'll be aspects of this project we can roll out periodically through that time, but uh, it is moving us towards a digital uh, permitting system. The last day of the regular session of the Virginia General Assembly was on Saturday, and both houses adjourned without passing a budget. Governor Glenn Youngkin said he was encouraged about progress between the Republican-controlled House of Delegates and the Democrat-controlled Senate. We still have work to do. We still have work to do. We, we, need, we need to get taxes down, and we need to make investments in some really important areas like education and law enforcement and behavioral health. So there's still work to do. Those comments were recorded by political reporter Brandon Jarvis. There are a number of bills that remain in conference. The budget and those bills will carry over to a special session that will likely be declared later in this week. 
Pending legislation includes the elimination of sales tax on groceries and personal hygiene products, a bill to require witnesses of absentee ballot signatures to provide their date of birth and the last four digits of their social security number, a bill to establish lab schools in partnerships with institutes of higher education, a bill to make hazing a Class 5 felony if it results in someone's death, a bill to create a Virginia football stadium authority, and a bill to create a school construction fund. There's several other bills there as well. I will have a wrap-up segment on the General Assembly in a future installment. In the meantime, there are links in the newsletters to some other stories about the end of the General Assembly session this year. But that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for Pi Day. I'm eating a pizza. I don't know about you. I don't really go for desserts, but I do want to thank you for listening and for getting to this end of the show. I would like to make a clarification from the Week Ahead newsletter from yesterday. I had reported something from the draft minutes, but I neglected to say that it was the draft minutes. If you're interested to know more about that, pay attention later in this week because I think it might come up at a meeting. Anyway, that is what I do. I attend meetings and I try to bring you as much information as I can, as often as I can. This is a service of Town Crier Productions, the company I created in July of 2020 in order to get me back to full-time journalism. And here I am every day looking out to create as much as I possibly can to support you guys. And of course, many of you support me by paying for a subscription through Substack. The company Ting will match that initial contribution. And of course, there's other ways to do it as well. If you want to learn more about that today, please visit infoseville.com and click on the support the info button. Also on infoseville.com today is the property transactions for February. Lots of interesting things in there. Uh, I will also be appearing on Charlottesville right now with Courtney Stewart uh, in three hours from now. But of course, that won't make any difference to you when you listen to this because it will not be three. Well, it could be. I guess if I get it done quickly, I probably should just shut up and get to it. Should I? Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Anyway, stay okay out there and stay safe and stay warm. Uh, If you have allergies, uh, stay pollen free somehow. Anyway, you can do that. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Sean Tubbs and goodbye, Pi Day. Pi Day.